to it's happened again it's happened again Tottenham Hotspur it's happened again welcome guys to another episode of views from the box Nana what are you telling me it's happened again I like you you man's game was fucking hilarious and that is exactly where we're starting because that was a Premier League classic but it was a mid-off as well Wow, comic relief from minute one to the end, bro. Hilarious. Bro, Spurs don't learn a lesson. For the third time in a week, they go down at halftime by two or more goals. It was five at Newcastle, two at United, three at Anfield. You can't be conceding that many goals having that poor of a start to the, to the game. And guys, crazy stat. You guys scored from every shot on target. Yeah, we did. Every shot that was on target was a goal for us. We were very clinical in that aspect. Gary, Gary Neville said something that absolute facts. Like this, this More is Tottenham like this is so Tottenham. Like two, three 0 you come back and straight after coming back, you make it. You lose four three. 90 seconds, you know, all this space for ninety seconds. In a minute and a half, it's it's absolutely embarrassing. But with the start. They're lucky that they didn't face an informed Liverpool. They're lucky they didn't face an informed Arsenal or informed City because if they started the way they did yesterday against those three teams, what happened against Newcastle will happen again. It was so poor from the start to minute 15. And you wrote something to me. This team needs nine new players. And I think that's... And that's fact. minimum, fam. Minimum. I think that's facts because... There were some things in that game. Yes, they came back, but when they came back, there was some good play. But there were some things in that game we've been seeing for the past two to three years with some of these players. Eric Dyer giving the ball away for fun. Romero being rash. Um, Kane and Son, when it comes to pressing, not doing much. You can say, like, yes, they might have been instructed. But even when Spurs were pressing, as long as if they're pressing were as ferocious. Their legs are gone, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. they're, they're the wrong side of fighting. <laughs> And 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 it's and it's peak for them. It's actually peak. And look, listen, he's had a fantastic season. And when we talk about awards later on, I think he's been one of the best players in the league. But Harry Kane needs to leave Tottenham Hotspur because if he knows what's good for him, it's crazy. The last two record-breaking seasons, this one and the last one, he's been the second highest goal scorer in both of them. That was crazy, yeah, like. And this is how this is how he's going to be remembered in the future because history doesn't remember context. Also, he could easily match Salah's record here if he stat, stat past the final five games. Yeah, he could. He could, but that just shows... Imagine now, Harry Kane was at a better team that's challenging for trophies. Not even the league, challenging for trophies. And he matched Salah's record, broke Salah's record. His reputation would be a lot better. Obviously, he's a fantastic player. And for me, when I speak about Kane, he's definitely one of the best but Also, because of, what, of how the game went, we didn't. people didn't even delve into him matching Rooney's Premier League record. Yeah, 208, which which is absolutely insane. Insane, right? insane, yeah. And that's in less games, but it's it's peak for Harry Kane. But what was your thoughts on the first 15 minutes in particular? So when you guys went free up here, I was like, you know what? This might be a 7 0, you know, because that's you guys what I thought were, as well. That's what you, I thought as well. You guys were cutting them open at war, then it's almost as if the game was too easy, and you guys just, just took the foot off the gas. It was too easy for you guys, so you guys just dozed off. Yeah, it's got a consolation goal. Agreed. And I feel like the first half showed everything that's good and bad about this team. 
first, I have to give credit where credit is due. Klopp's tactical change in terms of how we attack, not just bringing Trent into midfield, the way that Curtis Jones and Diaz or Harvey Elliott and Salah switch positions so that, like, when Curtis Jones and Elliott are the wingers, Salah and Diaz are closer to goal, which is what we needed. And then we have Trent in midfield. Going forward, that was some of the best football we played. Yes, we played against a crap Spurs team, but in terms of build-up, we at least had technical players in every aspect of our build-up. But then our transition issue is still an issue. Mm-hmm. If you beat the first two players in a press, our shape to attack is so open. And Spurs exploited that. Also, again. This season yeah, is the most I've seen Van Dijk here being pulled out wide. Yeah. And that's... Also, this is the wrong time in his career for him to be defending the channels by himself. Exactly. I was about to say that. Him being pulled out wide, even when he he did, I remember there was a moment in 2019 when he just shrugged off Adama. But now with his legs gone and his age as well, he can't hack it. And you saw what happened. One just one just um pain goal. Every time he was pulled out wide, he didn't really win the ball back. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Uh, as we said a hundred times on this pod, Next season, Van Dijk needs to be put on big bro duties. No more than 20 league games. He shouldn't be playing two more than two games a week. He should be switched to one game a week player. Um, but it just shows everything that we need to fix. I was ha- not obviously not happy, but this game shows that our centre-back issue is as big as our, as our midfield. Oh, 100%, 100%, because you can't rely on Joe Gomez because, okay, he could come back to a decent level, but He's come out from two serious injuries and his form has dropped off. And add to that, he's injury prone. So it's not really a guarantee that even if he gets back to form, will he be reliable? Yeah. Well, Matip, this guy should be joining Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia. His time in Europe has come to an end. Facts. Um, even Canato himself, like he's a young centre back, but he also has, has his injury problems. Who? Canato. Uh, he has his injury problems. And also, somebody in one of my group chats pointed out a while ago, and I saw it bear in the Spurs game, he gets drawn into midfield too often and when he doesn't win the ball, if a team beats our press, we're a lot more exposed, so mm-hmm. that he needs to pick his moment. It was, it was especially obvious game. against Leeds last week as well. Yeah, it's either He needs to pick his moment or we need to fix our shape once he goes into the... Yeah, I Also, left-back as well. Robertson having a whole shame season here has been going on under the radar, you know. His, te- his, his tech... Some- I don't know who said it, but somebody said he's similar to Jordan Henderson in the fact that what was helping him was he had a lot of energy. Um, he could run a lot. And when he got into dangerous position, he had a good enough technique to find the ball. But now that his legs are going a bit, it's looking a bit peak. And I feel like, yes, that's a position that needs to, in the next year to 18 months, needs to be like fully replaced. But it needs to be something we look like, we need to look at. But I think centre-back, centre-mid and right-back are more pressing at the minute. You guys could also one, one player we forgot to mention, Thiago. This guy lives to play against Arsenal, play well, and get injured again. When when it well, came out, I was injured here. Yeah, I was laughing. I was like, seriously, seriously, balls are against Arsenal yeah, then gets injured again. Yeah, because we played well. How many games? We played three games after you, and he didn't start a single one. He came off the bench in every single game, and then he gets injured. He's somebody that also slowly needs to be phased out. But I feel like, like I said, midfield. Yeah, right back. Yeah, all, in all honesty, if you guys want to compete next season straight away, three midfielders and one or two centre backs, that's the main priority for, for, for you guys. You guys want to compete straight away next season because you can't rely on Thiago. No. Vino's legs are gone. 
Yeah. And you guys need something new in midfield. I.e., you haven't replaced Van um, Bernardo yet, that type of profile. And um, you need a DM for Fabino. And yeah. you need an extra start. So, you need three starting midfielders on top of the one or two centre backs you need. So, that's a lot of work to get through this summer. And especially without Champions League football, how willing are FSU to pump their own money into this rebuild as what the Cronkies did when Arsenal out of Europe? So, a lot of questions. Well, with the whispers that are coming out, it's looking like they are. In terms of we're getting players off the wage bill, which is very significant in cost, so money will be raised there. In terms of how many players we need in positions, I agree. I don't think we need all of that this summer. The reason why is because if we get a solid right back, we can stop. We can push Trent into midfield properly because yes, yeah, he, that's Calvin Ramsey. Just like it, he was, unfortunately, he's been injured. No, 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 no. It's not Calvin Ramsey. Probably <laughs> in the market. Stop, stop that. Stop that. Right now. It's not Calvin Ramsey. We flop with that one. Because um, if we get Trent into midfield, we can we can get where we're getting two midfielders in the summer and one in January, and then also a centre. So who who becomes that third midfielder, that third star, by a touch pitch? Uh, it, it it depends what Pogba yeah. wants to do because yeah. he, he when Trent goes into midfield, we're essentially playing with two city midfielders next to each other in the build-up, and then Trent, whichever side he's on, he'll go a bit forward into the channels where he doesn't break in. So we need somebody next to him. The Kone guy from Munchen Gladbach, from the clips I'm seeing, he looks decent, but we just need somebody next to Trent, and then we need a player like McAllister or Madison. In the final third, somebody that is technically secure, but his killer ball is key. Because so, so for you, so, so for you, it's a thing of DM and uh, eight essentially. Yeah. yeah. So for DM, it can be Manu Kone or it can be Ugarte. Caicedo, bro, get like get one of those players, a players of that, a player that has technical security and has legs. Because that's what we need next to yeah. Trent. Because, because, because right, for as well, yeah, he can't be starting more than twenty games next season. No. Exactly. I feel like having players like Fabinho off the bench when he's not playing week in, week out, and or especially in Europa League, which we're probably going to get, is what we need. We can use it. Well, 100%, league. because even Fabinho, I, I think he's just burnt out. A yeah. season where he's in and out of the society, he'll be okay. He'll be a usable level at, at the bare minimum. Exactly. And that's how we can get back to the top. If we have the players that we signed playing Premier League and then we have the players that are starting now playing Europa League, those players are still good enough to get us far enough to Europa League. Oh, you, you, let's, let's be honest, Europa League, I'm, as, as, a, as a fan who's been there for the past six years, you can cope, if you have, you have to have Thiago, Fabinho and, and Hendo starting Europa League games, you're winning every single um, group game easy and it won't even get serious until semi-final, depending yeah. on who you've from Champions League. So, you guys should really be trying to win Europa League because you have a better squad than most teams in that competition. I fully agree. Especially the stars here that are going to be relegated to the bench, like like yeah. Nunes, um, Cavallo, um, Elliot, Joe, Jota, Jota, and I and I feel like that should be a test for the club. Like if these players cannot go to Europa League and give a good account of for Liverpool, at least get to at least the quarterfinals, semis. Um, no, because you know in the core finals you you face some teams that come true, up. True. But then again, uh, and true because then again you don't really want to be stressing yeah. the first team for yeah. the quarter finals against a better team. Especially yeah. if you guys are so, in, so in, I, in the Premier League hunt. Yeah. I'd want them to be good enough to get us to that stage in minimum. If they can, that that is what I'd expect of them. But for me, 
that is in an ideal world. Us getting four players, I haven't heard us being linked to any centre-back, I haven't heard us being linked to any right-back. And like, for me, yes, the midfield is an issue, but right-back and centre-back, we can't ignore oh, 100%, 100%, because if Van Dijk is doing up potentially Thursday, Sunday, mm-hmm. especially with that matchup can't be trusted and Gomez also has his own issues, then that's a recipe of this, for, for disaster, in my honest opinion. No, that Thursday, Sunday schedule, yeah, is brutal. It's, no, it's gruesome. It's absolutely, it's absolutely gruesome. So th- that's what Liverpool need to do, and we also need to end the season well. Every single game between now and the end of the season, we need to be aiming to win. We need to aim the season well because every. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys have any hard games on paper left? West Ham away, they might still be fighting. No, we beat West Ham. West Ham comfortably. Two one. Um, it was comfy, but there was nervy moments. Yeah, nervy moments, but and they should have had a pen. Um, are there any hard games? We have Villa, but that's at home. Uh, we have Brentford, that's at home. On paper, not really, not that I can think of. No, no, let me just. Spurs, Spurs was our last one because we're not playing anyone. At, Fulham, that's at home. I think everyone that we're playing in the top half is has nothing to play for. Yeah, Fulham have nothing to play for. Brentford have nothing to play for. Leicester that, away potentially. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, because they're fighting really badly. Um, Liverpool, Villa, Southampton away on the final day, they're gone already. Yeah, they might be gone, they might be gone already. Oh, they'll, they'll be gone, they'll be gone. It's, it's done. Um, so yeah, Leicester away is your hard game on paper, and we should be trying to win every single game, but yeah, yeah. for me, that is strong. Like, yes, first 15 20 minutes, good, but the rest of the game showed why we are where we are. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna. F- we need to chat about Richarlison. That that prick. I am <laughs> like. I am so happy. Like the way that turned out, it couldn't have happened to a worse player. Like, oh, I'm a better player around. I'm scoring an equalizer, taking off your shirt, going into the crowd, shushing the crowd, doing the dance, and then conceding. Nah. Oh. That's crazy. It's just epitomizes Spurs as a club and, and, and the type of player Richardson is. He's small time. He's a small time player because any player of any standard here, you, you score and you grab the ball back to the center circle because you're small a winner because the momentum has been changed. Yeah, 100%. You know, I'm on the, I'm on the hating with you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Spurs, it's not like Spurs are fighting for, they're fighting for top four here. So every point counts. So they should really be trying to win this game. Especially against a team that could potentially take fifth off them. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But look, Spurs they are then free fall at the minute. And, and another good point, I can't shout out him, Gary Neville. Spurs are doing awful now. We we described how they conceded sit at five, two, and three in the first yeah, half. Yeah. Chelsea, this is about to be the worst season ever. And Manchester United last season was the worst season ever. And the thing in common with those three teams is when they sat the manager, they didn't get a ready, um, they didn't get a proper replacement. They got a caretaker that they thought could close to the end of the season, and that hasn't worked. United has rectified it with Game 10 Hog. Chelsea and Spurs need to rectify that. Oh, Poch is taking the Chelsea job, so Chelsea are in the right direction in that, that regard. Okay, or we'll go on to Spurs after Chelsea. What do you think of that Poch appointment? in terms of his stock at the minute is not as high as it was when he first left Spurs. With what Chelsea want to achieve in terms of the money that they've spent, 
they're definitely trying to go for the league. Do you think Poch is the right manager for them to achieve that? Or do you think Poch can bring them a step closer for the next manager to come? I think at, at a bare minimum, he'll be a stabiliser. Two, three seasons, um, complete the squad, develop the players that are there, have a coherent system. And seeing it, if he managed to compete for the title, then yeah, he deserves to see out his contract and try and push. Do you think he can? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think because the tactical landscape of the league has changed so much since he left. True. You now have teams that are pushing towards the Man City way of doing things. And as we've seen here, long term, if you want to compete with City, you have to take some aspects of their philosophy. Otherwise, they will leave you behind. So let's see what Poch does. But next season and next two, three, next two seasons at least, for Chelsea is to be consistent top four. That should be their target. Then from there, see where you're at. I think getting consistent top four, I think Pochettino can do that because, A, he's already showed with Spurs. He's very good at developing young players. In terms of getting a system in place where he knows which type of players he needs for a system, he's very good at that. And what Chelsea have not had for the past two to three years is a consistent 11. And I feel like Pochettino can bring that to Chelsea. I think the issue is, would he have say in the type of players Chelsea go for? 100, because Bowley is still a big problem. Bowley is still a big problem. Granted, in terms of the directors of football and all of that, that come into play soon. But let's see, let, I'll give that a chance to see how that develops. But that was an issue at Spurs. It was an issue at PSG. Poch can't have that being an issue at Chelsea. And like you've been, you've been saying this since Tuchel was there, when Potter was there and now with Poch coming in, they need to gut the squad before they add. They have, what, 33 first, first yeah. team players? That's way too much. Paul Mercer made a fantastic point. If you're playing 11 v 11, you still have players on the bench. A decent amount of players on the bench. Mm-hmm. So that is not what you need. Um, yeah. But also, again, Bowling just take a back seat. I don't know why him and Ekbali want to be the face of the projects. Just be in the background. Yeah, they but, do. Because they that's do. not a big problem. It is. It is. And no, I, I fully agree. But the Chelsea Spurs situation, what we think about the manager landscape, Chelsea, like I said, they want to compete for the title. Spurs want to be a steady top four team, which made decent run into the Champions League. Forgetting who they're linked with and forgetting Poch going, which two managers out there do you think could come into both clubs and achieve both aims for both clubs? on a managerial landscape right now that's realistic there's barely any elite managers who are available every elite manager is snapped up or on or on the way to the end of their career so now yeah it's the tier below your Enrique's your Nagelsmann's even those even though those guys are good, are good coaches here they have question marks over them in terms of can they compete with City long term mm. but in terms of the, the coach who I believe can eventually Challenge City if at the right club is the Zerbi. You see, with the Zerbi challenging City and what he's done at Brighton is phenomenal. Do you think it's a sense that he can go into like a Chelsea next season and get them top four? Or do you think he needs one more year at Brighton? Do you think he's ready for that at the minute? Uh, I, I feel like um he should stay at Brighton because Brighton would like it to be in Europe. So if he can get Brighton to Europe back to back years, perfect. He's reach the limit with Brian and around two years, two, three years from now, if Pep decides to leave or 
Chelsea decide to you know upgrade on, on Poch, that's one person those teams should be looking at. Then why don't you think Spurs should go for De Zerbi at the minute? Because you, Spurs you, aren't a heritage club. They're not going to do what's required here to become heritage contenders. They're still trying to offer a your contract. No, but the, but the thing is, um, with Spurs, I think their aim is different. It's not to challenge for the league. I think to get into the top one should be decent in terms of the quarterfinals. No, but, but, but if that's yeah. their long-term um, um, target, yeah, then what's the point of getting Deserby? Because Deserby will eventually move on to, to bigger and better. No, no, of course, no, no. He'll definitely move on to bigger and better. But to just achieve that aim, because let's be honest, like Dortmund, like Spurs, whoever goes to those clubs, it's a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone. So, uh, but, but I feel like Deserby's already done a stepping stone stuff with Brighton. If he gets Brighton to Europe back to back years, he's done his job. He's proven himself. Why should he go and waste time at Spurs then? If anything, it should be Chelsea because at least Chelsea, they have a track record of competing for the big trophies, and he have the resources to back him with. So, Deserby and Spurs, unless Spurs are willing to change and actually we'll go, go in 100% on, yes, we want to challenge. Because right now, the, the way the Premier League is set up here, if you don't aim for the title, you're going to fall out the top four eventually. That's the only way to guarantee top four now, nowadays. Challenge. If you fall short, fair enough, but at least you secure the top four. Uh, like, Arsenal will always be the case study. Always aim for top four, you'll eventually fall out because you won't be signing to win. You'll be signing players to just about make top four. And eventually those players become crap anyway. And you fall out. And that's how you end up in a situation with seven years of Champions League. So, any team who's talking about, oh, I just, I just want to aim for top four, look at Arsenal in the last 10 years here as a case study of what, of how, or where you end up here if you just aim for top four. That's my point. So, there's no point saying, oh, we want to aim for top four. Eventually, you're, you're going to fall out again. You're going to be in and out if that's just, just your aim because you'll be signing to so be just good enough for top four. And you eventually fall out because teams around you just get better. So, so, so that's why I feel like Deserve should even waste his, waste his time with Spurs. If Spurs offering the job, you should just wait for lots of Juve, City, your Chelsea's, even Real Madrid in the future. You never know. Deserby might be a candidate for Real Madrid. So if I'm Deserby, I'm, I'm forget Spurs, bro. You leave you leave Spurs for Potter and then them and there. Nah, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. I didn't know you rated Deserby that highly. He is a fantastic coach, to be fair, and. Now, I was talking about him before he went Kim Brighton, but I said that Juve should be looking to get the Zerbi if they want to rebuild. Now, you did. You did, to be fair. You did. But to be fair, I like big up Allegri because he was down and out and it's looking like they might win Europa League and they might get Champions League. So, from where from where they were at the start of the season, that's impressive. But now, I, I do hear that with the Zerbi. But why don't you think Nagelsmann could take Chelsea to the top do you think he's more of a Spurs ilk manager as in trying to get them back into the top four? Ragnick said, said it perfectly. Ragnick said that Nogsman needs to go Spurs because there, there's less expectation. He can get, he can grow as a coach without any pressure. Look at what happened at Bayern. Elite club, the uh, the club executive didn't take to him. It was, it was a poor fit in the long term. But the thing is, it, wasn't, it was a poor fit, but it wasn't a poor fit because of results. In terms of the league, he won the league. Champions League, he got to the semi uh, quarterfinal. Poor against, um, what's it called? Very, very poor against Villarreal. But again, Bayern created so many chances. They really should have put the chance. I know, but he's a, he's a young coach who's still learning. So not many clubs are prepared to go all in on a young coach here and let them go through the rough patches here and come out the, out the end stronger. 
And for him right now, he needs something stable. I can see why Chelsea passed up on him because Chelsea aren't prepared to take a gamble. So that just shows you what Chelsea are on. And if he wants to come to the Premiership, Spurs is the place then. Because no pressure. He's a stepping stone here to get back to the top level, as we said. And I, remember I said the Zerbi is, is too old and it's too good of a manager to, use, uh, to waste time at Spurs when he can use Brian as a stepping stone if he but gets Brian. He, he's in his 40s, like mid-40s. Okay, that's all all right. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. yeah, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, so there's no point wasting time like, something like Spurs. Yeah. Now is still mid-30s, even younger than Arteta. So he can use Spurs to build some 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 clout again and go back out there and, and go and put his name into the into the bigger into the into the into the database of bigger clubs. So Ragnar put put it perfectly. Nagelsmann, if his premiership goes to Spurs, no pressure. You have Spurs with you like a king. You will have to do anything you want. They'll take to your ideas because they need that. And how about the the hipster choices, your companies and your Xabi Alonso's? Jabi Alonso is already at a perfect place, Leverkusen. If he can get Leverkusen competing week, year in, year out with Bayern or, and win a European trophy or win a, win a domestic cup, he's done his job. This is his first half season. He's got them from 17th to 6th place and could potentially even get top four, depending on how results fall yeah. in their favour. So Alonso, that's, that's big stocks right there for him. I, I see him in the ilk of advertising. Like he, he's ready for a big job. Just that now he can use Liverpool as a stepping stone. He does need that on a stepping stone. That's how highly I rate him. I thought he can be, he can be, he can be an Arteta yeah, and go to a big club and make a big impact. And how about company? Because okay. I can't lie, you can't, you can't, I think out of all the managers that we mentioned, in terms of achievement, companies is quite high up. I know, even company as well. He, he, he's like perfect. He, he's, he, he, he'd be a great option for Spurs as well. Whilst, you know, waiting for Pep to leave City, just do his thing at Spurs. Like, he can afford to do a, a, another, another step in his own club because of his age, you get me? But he's also one name that Man City would definitely be looking at if when Pep eventually gets bored. Bro, Burnley treated the championship like it was nothing. And this is one bro. of the toughest leagues. I don't think I've ever and, seen... And they did it playing good football, you know? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen... Something it. only Bournemouth have done in the last 10 years. I don't think I've seen a team treat the Champions League like that, where we can week out dominate teams like they're dominating them bring them back into the Premier League playing a completely different style to what they were playing before and I'm so intrigued to see how he does in this league because I think Marco Silva Gary O'Neill they both showed us that managers can come into the Premier League and play football and cause teams problems I think one thing companies need to learn is to be a bit more pragmatic because premiership is brutal he needs to be a bit more pragmatic. Learn basically know when to be pragmatic and know when to play expensive football. Once he gets that down, he'll boost his, um, his prospects for the better clubs. No, 100%. But he's going to get burnt because every manager gets burnt. He's definitely going to get burnt. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll take a few batterings, then he'll, he'll learn. Nah, he, he, he definitely needs to learn. But I just felt the managerial landscape, I think it's getting more interesting now because. Yeah. Right you know, now, it's the, it's, the, it's, it's the era of the hipster choice because. It's As that. I said before, the elite end, the content of the careers, or they're just not available. Your, your two shows, your, your peps, even Conte has come to the end of his shelf, shelf life. Marino is enjoying his swan, swan song at Roma. So, yeah, that's why you can't be sacking coaches with the needy. If you're going to sack a coach, make sure you've got someone in mind. 
Yeah, and, and I, especially I for, like, for a top club. I feel like it's more people for Spurs because at least Chelsea have been having conversations with managers. And man, even though managers are turning them down, Chelsea at least had a plan of who to go for after Graham Potter. Spurs, it looks like they're absolutely... Spurs clear. don't even have a director of football. So yeah. how do you... Is this Levy by himself now? Yeah, he, he, he needs to sort that. But I said a couple of weeks ago, Levy's in a good position to absolutely reshape Spurs. I think the last time where they got a new manager and a new director of football at similar times when they got Pochettino and was it Paul... Paul Mitchell, the director yeah. of football, around the same time, and you saw how that changed Spurs. Also, Paul Mitchell is back on the market. Yeah, you can if run Levy, a back with a manager. If Levy, had, if Levy is smart, he's on the phone to Potter right now and told Potter, "We'll give you all the time in the world. Yeah, to do your thing. We'll, we'll allow you to learn. Basically, the, the same security head at Brighton will provide that with you because we trust you to bring us back to a certain level. And with Potter, yeah, he's a good coach. Like, don't get yeah. twisted. He's a good coach." He's a good coach. He had a poor time at Chelsea. I'm, well, I'm not going to come here and be right it, was, here. it was the wrong fit. It was the wrong fit at the wrong time. But that doesn't change from the fact of what he did at Brighton. Yeah, 100%. Like also, Potter needs, needs to understand the... I, I, I can't believe he rejected the job in 2021, but he needs to understand that's his level. This is, this is, you, you, you have to earn your stripes at a team that spurs in order to earn that respect again. So Potter needs to humble himself because he thought he was bigger than Spurs a, a year or two ago. And Levy needs to understand this is a long-term thing. You can't cheat your way back to the Champions League. It has to be a long-term thing and just take it with the with the rough patches. Nah, nah, I, I hear that. But look, this summer and the next couple of years, I'm intrigued to see what these managers and what these clubs do because I've this journey that Arteta and Arsenal are on, it's been good watching it and I want to see more of it. And I feel like this is a perfect segue to get onto the title race. Bro, this is the first podcast since... The dropping on Wednesday. How are you feeling? Not too bad, to be fair. For me, I, I see it as a, as a learning curve for these players, to be, to be honest. Because start they season, better learn. They better learn. Though. Yeah, they better learn. To be fair, I trust them to learn because they learned from the top four, top four um failure, and and they've exceeded expectations this season. But but yeah, what I really want to discuss is yeah, the title was lost at West Ham, Southampton, and C. Those three, those those one of three games, and the run of Everton, Brentford, C. That's where the title was lost. Those two, three game yeah. periods. Yeah, your, I want to go over like two stats with you. Your form since game week nineteen, you played fourteen. So game your first nineteen games, you won sixteen, drew two, lost one, scored forty five, conceded sixteen. One of the best records we've ever yeah. seen. Uh, and right now we can see twenty two goals in. 14. 14, 22 yeah. and 14. Yeah, I ran the numbers yesterday as well. I ran the numbers. Only 25 points. You've gone half, you've gone half of the points that you got in the first 19 games. We're going at a top four pace. But City, on the other hand, have won 11 and drawn one, lost one, scored 34 and only conceded 10. Since the Forest game, they've won eight on the spin, only conceding six. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I, I, I ran the numbers yesterday. So for me, yeah, that... I'm not, I'm not even going to discuss the City game because it's bigger than that. No, 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 no. You're not ducking that City game. That City game has been discussed, but continue. No, no, but I, I'm talking about the bigger picture, in it. Um, what I was going to do moving forward here, if they want to usurp City. What I've learned about City so far, if they drop points one game, they make sure, no matter what, next game, they're winning. Doesn't matter what's disgusting, they win. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no matter how the performance, just about game three points on the board, then we go again. With Arsenal, yeah, we seem to have this mental block for three games, yeah. It has to stop. That's some top four shit. 
you, you might not have shown you, you're ready to challenge them. So, um, bro, that's why when you said they've learned from the top four, they've learned in the in sense of starting the season well. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, you are in a good position so that you're in Champions League. I agree with that because you didn't start the season too well. Then you went on that run when you won eight and ten, and that put you in pole position for top four. Yeah. What you guys haven't learned, which you, you've just alluded to, is your three, four, five game spells where you might win one of them, but in four of those games, you're playing weird. And it's happened at the crunch time of the season, two yeah. games in a row. Also, also as, as I point out, there's two crunch times in the season. The first couple of games after Christmas and the final eight games. That, that will make you break your season. That Everton game, we lost fair enough, but we should beat Everton regardless. We should beat Brentford the following game regardless. At home as well. Yeah. We they, they can talk about, oh, the referee forgot to draw the lines here, but Brentford were good for a point. Brentford is a point in that game. They played well. We played poorly. And the following game, we lost to Man City, which should have been a draw at worst, especially if, especially if, you're, if, you're, going, if you're going blow to blow with Man City for a title. You cannot afford to lose to them. Losing to Man City... I can never fault that because this is one of the best teams we've ever seen in England. But the way you lost at Emirates, I can allow. In that game, you guys played well. You gave a good account of yourself. Yeah. There were even times where Eddie Nketiah had chances. Just like you need to put, you need to put that away. However, this game, the four-one, which is which is what I said that you needed to do that we needed to talk about, was absolutely embarrassing. It was a game of men v boys. You guys did not compete, and you guys froze and. I've seen this. I've seen this a couple of times with this group of players, but this is the second time in crunch game against a team that you're competing with directly. You had it with Tottenham last year at White Hart Lane, where um, Tottenham were fifth, you were fourth. Winner takes Champions League. You now had it at the Etihad. You are first now. They're second. Winner essentially takes the Premier League, and your players froze. Saka froze in both games. Martinelli froze in both games. Odegaard froze in both games. The reason why. I'm, talk about these players because yes they've been amazing for Arsenal I'm not saying that these players are crap or anything I even think that all three of them or two out of three of them are in team of the season 100% but yeah. if you want to get to that next level where things are on the line where you're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League semi-finals of the Champions League and you're playing against a big team a big yeah. team these players need to right. that, that that's the next step for them like for me that was the thing that annoyed me the most because every, everything else Yes, your mental block, all of that. We, we know that before because you had it. You've had it coming to the City game. You had it um, after Christmas. You had it last season. But games like this, games like Spurs, where you just freeze, where you can just see in the players, they don't believe that they can win. They need to get over that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, that's the, the main reason that is is because they ain't got senior players here to put arms around them. They are the guys that we look to to get shit done. Because unfortunately, as I said last season, the older players here ain't got that, that kind of pedigree right now at Arsenal. Your party, your jackers, they ain't got that pedigree. And the players we I thought would have helped Saka or the Garden, Martin in that regard, Jesus and Zinchenko, they disgraced themselves as well. So, yeah, part um, for Saka, Martin, or the Guard, they need to learn and understand you are the guys, you are the leaders of this team. So we need you guys to learn fast because you can't rely on Jesus and Zinchenko because they froze and they and they should have known better. Party again, crunch time either injured or lack of form. Jack Alf, we know his limitations. So, yeah, you're, you're right. Saka, Saka Martin, and Odegaard, those are guys, they, they need to get over that mental block that when it comes to crunch time, they need to be pushing. But to refer to Martin, before the City game, he was the one, he was... No, of course, of course, of course, yeah, of course, so, yeah. of course, of 
course, of course, of course. He 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 was the one I agree. He was the one that was put Arsenal on his back. There was players in the season where Saka put Arsenal on his back. There was players in the season when Odegaard. That's why I said, look, for me, for me, hundred percent Saka and Odegaard for me are still in team of the season. They still have fantastic seasons. They're either world class or on the verge of being world class, Saka especially. But we're talking about fine margins here. We're talking. Um, the, essentially, the, they become men now, and they'll be judged as men. You're competing against arguably the best side we've seen in a period in the Premier League in our life in our lifetime. Yeah, basically, basically, you see how back then, yeah, it was Fergie who was being a Mazda. Pep is doing that now. It's yeah. literally parallel. Literally parallel. And you, you saw how perfect. You saw how amazing Arsenal had to be. You saw how amazing Chelsea had to be to usurp United and usurp United and compete with them for. Decent period of time. You saw how elite Liverpool had to be. You know, I told told you on chat last season. We can talk about the two games that we drew, but over an eighteen games spell, we won sixteen, drew two, because you're you're competing against a beast. So those, those like fans, the one time Mourinho beat Pep to a title, he had to get hundred points. Klopp had to get close to hundred points. So we all know the game now. If you're not tracking hundred points, you're not Pep. Yeah, yeah, ninety points is the minimum because it's happened three times. Oh, right, ninety points to be in the title race to qualify for the title race, a hundred points to confirm that you're as champions. So we all, we all, we all, we all, we all seen the the the, the, um, the answer. The answer to the exam is in front of us. Hundred points or bust. Otherwise, Pep is gonna take that first position from you. If you get as close hundred points as possible, you're good to go. But make sure you beat Man City at least once, especially if it's a close title race. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Now agreed because when Mourinho did it, they beat um, Barcelona at the camp. Now when Ronaldo did Karma, the infamous Karma. When Chelsea won it, Conte did the double, and when Liverpool won it, we beat them three one. So look, it's that, also one thing I'll discuss here was I thought I setting the team up to fail. I, I didn't like that. You cannot be playing for a holding trying to go man for man in marking. If you want to do that, you go through at the back and you play players who are capable of doing that. That's one thing I didn't like from Mateo. Honestly, I didn't like it. It's um, it's something else he also needs to learn because I don't. There was a period last season where you had a you had loads of injuries. You were going through bad form, and he completely switched the system. And that's when we saw the first of the Ben White centre back, right back hybrid. You remember the Chelsea game? Yeah. Four two. That's when he sw- he switched the system. You're like, oh wow, this looks decent. And he played some weird players, and then you got injuries. It it shaked you. But he only switched after he had to. Yeah, on back of three defeats. He was being reactive. He now needs to get to a point where he can be proactive. Because you saw Pep. Pep didn't play this. Yes, it was the same system. But it wasn't the same way. Yeah, bro, fam. Pep, both times he's played, played us this season in the league, he's been more direct. None of this passing shit. Yeah. Literally, get the ball to KDB and Haaland, fam. Honestly, KDB and Haaland last Wednesday were like Shaq and Kobe, fam. Just dunking on us, fam. Yeah, it was yeah, peak. Yeah. It was peak, fam. I thought disgusting. Holland in the paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fam, in the we got posterized, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fam, we got posterized. And I hope these players, yeah, learn from them. Like, you want to feel like, you want, you want to feel like bitches like that again? You want to get cucked like that ever again? Fam, to, if I'm from Atari, I'm like, cool. That this game, I'll be using team talks the following season. Before the C game, do you, you want to get cucked again like last time? The thing is, show them, like, show them that you're men. He has to do the obviously he has to do the whole team yeah. talk, he has to do the whole rally cry. But for me, like adapting is the most important thing. Like, yeah. like even if you have the perfect conditions, sometimes you have to adapt. Like, you have to adapt. adapt. But, but, sure. even but this season, yeah, seat were winning games, but something wasn't clicking, and he came up with one tactical change, and they're just on the roll. 
that box formation that he came up with halfway through the season worked a treat for them. Because start of the season, yeah, they were still winning games, but you could tell something's missing. It's, 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 it's like when the engine's running while you, but you hear like a click, 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 something's but, loose. But do you know what's crazy though? It also shows we'll speak about it with you and Cobb and um Sir Alex Ferguson, knowing when to let players go. Liverpool at Anfield and Liverpool at Etihad when we played each other, Jamie Carragher, he like he stopped the game at the same point in time in both games. And in terms of system, City were playing the exact same system. The only difference now is Cancelo is not there, Nathan Ake. The dynamic that has brought to City, not even going forward because you have a left footer with a right footed um, left winger, defensively as well. And then you also have Manuel Kandi who played against Saka and he absolutely locked him down. Cancelo couldn't have done that from Manchester City. So also let, knowing when to let players go for the greater good. Also, also I can't you though. I don't know how he's progressed that well. At Dortmund, he was a scrub. Like, he was a stripper at Dortmund. I don't know how he's become this beast. Pep, Pep, look, Pep gets a lot of criticism and we, we criticised him at the start of the season. But in terms of improving players, defensive players as well, which he's shown to have done, he, John Stones, Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake, Manuel Akanji, we have to give him credit for that because he puts them in situations that amplify their strength. On the ball, Akanji was never bad. He yeah, was, was, was him defending his brain towards his own goal that he was yeah, a problem. He, he, was, he was never bad. Now he's playing in a system that has four centre-backs, four actual defenders, and he's in a position where he can use his physical attributes to absolutely dominate his, his opposition man. You have to give Pep credit no, for... What's even crazier, when United fans went, went into Akanji in the summer, they were like, no, we don't want him, he's crap. <laughs> But the, the crazy thing is he might have gone to United and not played that well. Yeah. The, way, you know, the way United might have played might have exposed his weaknesses because no defender is perfect. But the way City set up, he's playing really well. He's he's hardly playing in a back four that has two flying fullbacks and he's just defending two with Rodri in front of him. He's always in a secure position, which I feel almost every centre-back needs. And yeah. in terms of duels, he's a machine. Yeah, absolute machine, absolute machine. Like, like he's 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 under the radar as one one of the signs of the city. He's he's been very instrumental in city. Yeah, playing well. Like he's like he's even starting over Diaz in certain games. Yeah, he. I'd have to check this, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's the defender that's played the most games for City this season. Yeah, crazy, crazy. That, that wouldn't surprise me because like he's, he's done really well. He's done really really well. He's done really well. Very well, but like, as we know, KDB playoff KDB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Playoff KDB, KDB can't be touched, bro. This Bro, guy's he, peak. He's a he's the best midfielder in Premier League of history. all time in Premier League history. Like he's new he's, 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 he's too good. When when it, when it's crunch time, you don't mess with KDB. Like KD, KDB knows when it's crunch time, it's time to step up. We saw him against Liverpool. He absolutely patterned us against Uman. He absolutely patterned both games. Both, both games. games. Champions League. He's running the show. Like he's just a baller, bro. Like C- City players is because. Of, they're not the establishment. They don't get the love that they need because I feel like if a KDB was doing what he was doing in an Arsenal shirt and a Liverpool shirt, and yeah, but the thing is, yeah, would would KDB have become the player he is right now at a different club? That's that's no, I, no, no. I mean, like if he did what he was doing right now, oh, okay. I mean, like the team that he plays for changes completely because what he's doing in terms of trophies, he has more than Steven Gerrard. I'm pretty sure he's about to match Frank Lampard. He's not far off Paul's goals. In terms of player of the year, he's won more than both of them. Mm. If we look at pure stats in terms of assists in a season, 
He has the record. But also, also, then again, since the day he touched City, yeah, he was the player of the season, three seasons in a row. So he's always been that guy for City. It's just that now, as he's matured as a player, it's even amplified even more. Nah, it's 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 crazy, man. It's crazy. And like, like people underrate his first two seasons at City. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure first this first season at City, he was he was player of the year, and then he even got injured. He he was yeah. doing some crazy stuff. Like Pep's first year was City, was City's player of the year as well, and and a title winning season was a player of the season as well. So yeah, man, like from day one, he's touched down in Manchester. He's been that guy for City. Yeah, and, he's won it four times. Yeah, and and now that he's now become this mature player, yeah, unstoppable. And and I can only hope Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli explode like that because them three have shown it that and hard moments they've been the ones to get Arsenal out of tight positions now the next step is to be as ruthless as KDB in, in these high in high pressure moments and I hope that the, the three players that are at those, those three players take off the KDB in, in that development as leaders and it will only be a, a, a successful Arsenal if they become that Nah I, I fully hear that to round off this, the top between the top two, bro, we need to talk about Erling Haaland. Like, bro, 50, 50 goals in a season. Comps. And he has like, at least, what, potentially eight more games to play? Potentially. He, we had, no one in England has seen this since nine since ages ago. He scored 34 goals. So he's not only broken the record for a 38-game season, he's matched the record for a 42-game season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rate that. Bro, He's one of the best strikers I've seen in my ever full stop. Also, and he might also, win the Ballon d'Or. He's also downloaded the link up package. You see what he was doing that last Wednesday? Oh, he, he was even doing it against Fulham. Those long balls and th- those touches, which is a bit scary, I won't lie. Uh, fam, look at, yeah, looking long that season, you know, like he's holding Golden Blue hostage. He's peak. Yeah, he, he, he is. And, bro, and the Mbappe Harland rivalry. He might be the one to win the Ballon d'Or first. If I'm seeing Mbappe, yeah, he has two options, Real Madrid or come Premiership. Because when his contract expires at PSG, he'll be 20, 26. I think, I think he'll be 25, 26 when his contract expires eventually. And by then, yeah, Haaland would have probably taken a march in him. Not because Haaland's a better player, it's just that the clout, um, all He's eyes on him. He's playing for a team that's going deep in the Champions League. But that's why for Mbappe, he can only go to Real Madrid. He can't go to any team in the Premier League. The only team he can go to the Premier League that will guarantee him that is Manchester City. Mm, yeah. At this present point in time. Uh, also, Arsenal never paid the financials for no, Mbappe. No, no, no chance. Neither will Liverpool. So Chelsea, Chelsea are not in a position. For Chelsea are, are a heritage club, so, so even that will still be like a PSG. So it's, it's, it's peak for him at the moment. But now, on Haaland, man, he could potentially be in a team that wins the treble. He's broken both. He's going to break both records. Golden Boots in his first season. Pretty sure he's on Golden Boots in the um, Champions League treble. Bro, if all of this happens, I can't see who else. Yeah, should. it will be a podium finish minimum. Podium finish minimum. The only thing that's stopping him Messi. is Messi winning the World Cup. That's the only thing that'll stop him. But other than Messi... I can't see anyone else stopping Haaland from winning the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, yeah. Mbappe jammed there because he. Did, I think Mbappe didn't foresee Haaland doing a match at a City fan. Otherwise, if he could foresee this in hindsight, he could have just went Madrid fan. He should have, but look, 
Yeah, it, it is yeah, like almost a, a billion wages. Yeah, that, that's generational wealth right there. He picks, he picked his poison, bro. Nah, look, listen, you can ne- when people make decisions like that, I always say you can never blame them. Because right now, you're yeah, like, even wait, wait, now his contract at PSG could be the detrimental to his Ballon d'Or charge, fam. Yeah, to his legacy. Because, you know, Endrick is, is landing in Madrid 2024. With Endrick here, through progress is so quickly that he's now the main man up top for Madrid. Where is that even, where, where, where is that even happy? Because Vinny, Vinny has progressed. Rodrigo is doing well. So the two, the two, the two for three, Reynard flopped. We can't forget Reynard. Yeah, but no, no one cares about him, man. Yeah. yeah, but like in terms of Brazilian signings, Madrid are two for three. So he, for me, he can't, he can't wait out his contract. He has yeah, to. Because, because if Enric has an amazing first season, for Antonio Perez to put all the stocks in Enric, for Antonio Perez, yeah, is ruthless. He will tell Mbappe to hold it. Yeah, because yeah, so. He, he needs to fix up soon, but nah. Or oh, he can, he can link up with um with Haaland there yeah, and just collapse the Premier League, fam. And, and yeah. at that point, I'll start watching football, fam. Same, same, same. I'll start watching football. I'll become a full basketball fan, man. <laughs> and I feel like bring Haaland up top. Yeah. That would do zero rotation. Those two will start every single game. Fam, God forbid. God forbid. KDB feeding them. Fam, the only way I'll be happy, I'll be eating off FPO. That's it. That's about it, really. Otherwise, the league is in lockdown, fam. Yeah, you, you eat off FPL, wait for one of them to have a double game week and then just triple, triple captain. one of them, fam. Aye. Triple captain Aye. one, the other one. Right. 2025, yeah, if you wait on his contract, it's long. Because mm-hmm. it means that he can easily add him without spending a fee. Bam. And Barcelona, then- Madrid, Arab billionaire, buy someone in Italy. We cannot allow Mbappe to become premiership and join Holland at sea. It cannot be allowed. The only thing that, that might save us is Holland might because Holland not saying City for the rest of his career, he's going to La Liga. He might leave Barcelona with the, with the bad decisions that they're making financially, they'll never be able to afford Holland fam. These men are digging their grave. They're trying to get Messi back on high wages, they're fools. No, that is quite foolish. That is quite foolish. That is very foolish. Fam, like, all, all I'm saying is yeah, come 2025, if Mbappe has nowhere to go here, mind you, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, whoever in the premiership. Make sure you're in position to pitch Mbappe, fam. Because that's the one thing, especially if Ron Madrid are going to ignore him. But let's see, you know, two years is a long time. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. Well, I'm just saying that uh, our, our respective clubs they need to be make sure that they're in prime position to pounce in case there's opportunity, fam. Look, listen, let, let, let's make sure we, we get the years between now and... Or, uh, or a billionaire decides to buy Ace Milan because, because Mbappe has an affinity for Ace Milan as well. Ace Milan is his favourite Italian team. Now, let's see. Let's see. But top four race, Newcastle and United, they seem to have done it. Oh, they've done it. They've done it. Newcastle, big up them because I didn't believe in them and I don't go back on what I said. But in the 10 games after losing to United, they've won eight, lost two. They haven't drawn any game. They drew 10 in the first 20. Now they've drawn none. And they've nearly won as many games in the fir- as they did in the first 20 in the first 12 if they win the next two. That is an insane run. But like you always point out, it's because Isak is back. He started every game since then. I think he scored, what, seven goals, two assists and ten? Yeah, also, um, Eddie Howe's been rotating Isak and Wilson very well, especially that both players are prone to muscle injuries. He's been rotating them very, very well. Also, also their style of football, yeah. It's good because they're both fit at the same time. Yeah. I think that's what has shagged him. He, could, he didn't have the luxury to rotate them because 
one of them will be injured. So one of them always has to play 90 minutes. Yeah. So that uh, for Newcastle right now, they're in a they're in a position where, whereby they can lock out someone from the top four right now if they play the cards right in the summer. They could really easily lock out someone. Also, Eddie Howe as well. If Howe is going here, yeah, Newcastle might not even have to whore out themselves to a, an elite coach. Man. Look, at, look, look at the landscape out there. Most yeah. people can help. Like what we, what we spoke about. Okay, maybe a Deserbi out of everyone out there. Yeah. But I don't think anyone apart from Deserbi would really be that much of an upgrade from Eddie Howe. I think if it's an upgrade, it'll be a slight one. So there's not much point. It's not really worth it. Trust the manager that you're building with. And if you see that he can get to the level of eclipsing Pep, challenging with, um, competing with Klopp, competing with Arteta, get a Deserbi or something. But that should be at this present point in time. Or if Alonso is ready, then if company is ready, then get those type of managers. But that is what the owner should be looking at. They right. should be yeah, with the owners there, they need to understand they're ahead of schedule. So for, for, for a short time, it should be consolidate your position in the top four. That's yeah. what you did. And eventually make that jump to compete. They shouldn't really try and rush it. Otherwise, they'll make dumb decisions. So as long as they understand, you are ahead. This season, top seventh place was the was was, was the target. But you know, now in top four, it's now about just consolidating your place in top four now and try and lock out one of the the heritage teams that are out of top four for the foreseeable future and like what Man City have done. So Newcastle take their time. Take their time. That's the key phrase for them. Just take their time and enjoy it. Now I fully agree. Yeah, because Pep will, won't, won't always be won't always be in, in the league fam. And we don't know what city will look like post Pep. So no one does. But Newcastle, the signs are good at the moment. Yeah. We've made a lot of good signings. Nick Pope. Brilliant eventually, they'll, they'll, they'll upgrade on Pope eventually. No, they'll grade, they'll grade up Pope eventually, but for the time being, they can have Pope for a very long time yeah. to get them closer. At least, at least three more years. Exactly. Maybe in Champions League is, is where he might get caught out, but even then, how they play will be, is, very, is very conducive to European football. Yeah, and how they play as well also suits Nick Pope as well. As long as they use him in build up, yeah, he's very good at commanding his box. Bruno, another fantastic signing, Sven Botman, Isak, they've done it the right way, trying to lock down their spine. They also, just, they've already got a, um, a long term replacement for Trippier as well. The, the, the Harrison Ashby kid from West Ham that they bought in January, he's, he's a fullback. So it, it if he blossoms, if he blossoms, they're doing it the right way. And it's showing us that everyone, when they think of Arabic owners, always think of money, 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 because they think about the Qatari owners. But City have shown that if you have money and a plan, you can dominate. And if- or, or, or be it City came a bit late in terms of seeing sense. But as I said before, when Newcastle got yeah. caught, they can use City as a, as, a, as a case study. But the thing is, you can also see that the time that it takes to reach the top, it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. Like, look at Newcastle. This is what the first full season they're already in the top four race. Yeah, and it they took three seasons. And they came from a lower base than any yeah, of them. So, but they're in relegation. <laughs> they're I know, but, but I don't know about the, the final finish last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let, let's see what happens. Because if they get it right, that's going to be two spots in the top four that are guaranteed every year. Because at the moment, there's only one spot in the yeah. top four that's guaranteed every year. You know City are always going to be there. If Newcastle get it right, and that means we all need to step up. 
because that's less places up for grabs. Yeah. Also, you don't even get locked out top four in this era of the Premier League. Like the worst. Like like Arsenal got really lucky in that seven year period. That it's only now the Premier League's now getting we we're more compared. We got very lucky. Otherwise, could have been spooky. If Spurs were, were smart, they could have easily locked us out. No, they could have, but look, you know, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. Before we round up, man, it's come to the end of the season. I mentioned team of the season. What, what, what's yours? How many Arsenal fan, uh, players get in? Yeah, I'm a fair guy, bro. I won't take the piss from him. I'm a fair guy, bro. Like, Alisson in goal, hands down, bro. Best keeper in the fucking league, bro. Um, Right back. I'm gonna go with Ben White in it. Mm. I'm going with Ben White. Centre backs, Sleeper missed the running in it, so he's lost his place because he missed the running from. Now he 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 got injured at the start of March essentially. So centre backs. That's where it gets a bit techy still. It does. It does. So fair, I'm gonna go with Stones. Mm-hmm. Stones. The Stones and Akanji, man. Akanji's been playing every game this season. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. The Stones, Akanji. Um, left back, Ake. <laughs> Three City players in the back line. Yeah. Um, midfield, KDB. I'm sorry, yeah. We cannot discount what this guy's been doing since post-Spurs post game. Since last at Spurs, he's been, he's been on one. KDB again, bro. Um, Rodri. Yeah. Rodri, DM. Hands down. He has put the other two DMs to shame. No, he has. He's definitely been the best DM in the league over the course of a season. Um, he's never had like a long stint of playing bad. Casemiro getting suspended two games in a row. That's poor. And party distant that he has. Rodri hasn't had any as bad as this. So I, I'd have to on the balance of things. Yeah, he's probably been the best defender. Yeah. And Odegaard to complete the midfield. I think, I think, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's. I think yeah, that's the best midfield three performance yeah. this season, hundred percent. So front three, Saka, Harland. Harland, of course. That that left wing spot. I think that's the hardest spot. Yeah, it could be between Grealish, Martinelli, could be Rashford. Rashford. It's 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 a tough and one. Every those three players you have 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 made a good account of themselves to take that left wing spot in player this season. No, yeah, and, I, and I think like you can make a very good argument for all of three. them. I think, yeah. that, I think that's a fair, that's a fair, fair team. I think Ake, I agree with White. Uh, for me, keeper was between Pope and Allison, and I felt like even though the last couple of games there's been some horrific performances or decisions, Gabriel. And also Sven Botman are also shouts in my opinion. But yeah, they, they're shouts well. They've been brilliant this season. But I'm not even going to ask for your player of the season because I think that's unanimous. No, young, young player of the season. Saka. I think Saka should win it. However, if we're talking about the players who are eligible, I'm yeah, sure Haaland can, can do a double sweep. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if Haaland does a double sweep. I wouldn't be mad. This is how I view it. If... Harlan is part of the nominees. He should do a double sweep. Yeah, yeah. If he's not. It should be Saka. Yeah, yeah. When it should be busy. Yeah. The, the, the young player of the year you should not be leaving. It should be either Saka or Harlan. Either yeah. one is good. Yeah, exactly. I I fully agree. Yeah. Uh, he he's gonna take player of the season, manager of the season because I think for me it's Arteta. No matter yeah, what finish, 
what Arsenal have done this season is insane. Yeah, from, from fifth to tie contenders, yes, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yes, your 14 games after your first 19 were poor, but to get 50 points in your first 19 games is ridiculous. And this, for me, it wasn't, this wasn't a fluke because I saw these performances last season in your 10-game run when yeah. you won. I saw this, these performances. But for me, you have to shout out Gary O'Neill. You have to shout out yeah. Eddie Howe. You have to shout out Deserby. Like, yeah. these are three managers. Bro, Gary O'Neill, taking over a team that just lose 9-0 and they're going to stay up. They want three away games. Uh, it was crazy, yeah? After that, yeah, I was like, uh, see when he took over, he had a, a good run of three games. I was like, just give him the job. Remember? Yeah, might as, might as well. And he's done well. Yeah. He's actually done well. And He's got Bournemouth playing decent football. They're strong at the back. They're staying in the Premier League, which is your number one goal. Crazy. Team. Like, the way they've done it as well. One at Spurs. They they beat you guys. They could have easily got a, a result at the Emirates. They drew... Nah, they lost, they lost the thing both times. There was not him for us that drew with City. Like, they've done well this season. So, nah. But for me, it, it goes to Mikel Arteta. Yeah. I feel like... Yes. The second year is crazy. It, it is crazy. And the way they did it and... This is the first time we've seen City like this. City had to go on, a, yeah, on another run. Them. They had to go on another one, which is crazy. On an eight-game winning streak, they they always do this at some point of the year. Peppers. Also, if they win every game, it would have been sixteen consecutive wins since they lost to Spurs in the league alone. Yeah. Sixteen wins, and that, and that would have beaten the record when they took over from you guys in eighteen nineteen, which was fourteen games in a row. No, no, no. The record. Three of us have the record. There's three records. So we did 18 in a row twice, and City did 18 in a row. Um, no, I, I, I was about to finish the season. Oh, to finish, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's a, it's a crazy way to finish the season. But look, elite, elite team. <laughs> elite. Pep is the goat, man. That's why I always said there. He's the only person that can ever extract these levels from C. I don't care. I don't think anyone else. Like, I, I don't care how good of a manager you are. No one will ever replicate the levels Pep has at C. Same way, no one will be able to replicate what Fergie did at, at United. Those two are the goats. Top nah, two. On they the are top two. The top two. And for me, slander on both of their names. But people try it with both managers, with uh, Fergie and with Pep. Oh, Fergie, rather sharp man. They're both. And elite. Fergie won, won eight league titles in eleven years. Fergie, arguably, Arsenal's best ever side in the Premier League era because um, people, um, the older Arsenal fans say that the team from ninety-eight to two thousand two was better on paper than the invisible. So for Fergie to do that, beat that team four titles to three, he, he, he did a Mazda film. Absolute Mazda. And in that period, he, he got three in a row. One of them, he chased you down as well. So look, larger brought those two. But guys, it's been another episode of Views from the Box. Take care.